Week two of this series called Let's Go, and this is like our, this is an active thing, this is a let's go thing. I want to just say sorry, not sorry, if you were expecting like a a three-point message, it all starts with a, like the letter P or something like that. Today is about action. It's about going. It's what the series is about. Um, and so I hope that you will lean in to what God's Word says. We're going to be in James chapter 2 this morning. James chapter 2. Before we get there, though, I want to start in Matthew 28 briefly. We looked at it last week. It's where we even get our idea for this series called Let's Go. It's when Jesus... And Matthew 28 is uh, talking to his disciples, and he says, verse 18, he came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says, go and make disciples. That's why we call the series, Let's Go. Here's a thought, if it didn't occur to you already, but the, the fact that you and I are sitting in church today and we're talking about Jesus and we have a Bible and we have like, we call this community and we have child dedications and all this stuff. If those first disciples hadn't obeyed Jesus and gone when he said go, what, what would we, be, we, we wouldn't know anything. What if they had just gone home? He said, go. And they're like, okay, I'm going home. And they went home. And they never told anybody. And they never shared their experience. My goodness. No, Jesus called them to action. And he said, I want you to go. And he didn't say, I just want you to go. He said, I want you to go and make disciples. So there is an element in, the, in there of them sharing their faith in such a way that they come to know Jesus themselves. So this is very active. Our life is very active if we are a follower of Jesus. Now, you've already witnessed this morning an, a, an aspect of let's go as you saw parents stand there with their child before the church, before God, and say, we are dedicating our child to the Lord. They, they are making that statement. They come beside us as the church and say, will you support us too? And it's in moments like that, and I think this is really important to, to make mention of, we, you know, when parents stand up here with their kids, and the kids are so cute, and they're so beautiful and wonderful, and everyone looks all shiny and clean, and I love that. And we could just view that and go, okay, I watched a child dedication. But like anything, whenever we see someone do something that witnesses their faith, we should be challenged to go, you know what? <laughs> How... Am I dedicated to the Lord? Like, am I living in such a way where my life is evidence of dedication to God? So just like the parents stood before us, and I mean, that's kind of a vulnerable thing to do. That's something that we need to do introspectively and go, is my life a witness to the goodness of God? Am I living out? Am I a disciple of Jesus? One. And if so, am I living out Matthew 28 and going? Is, is there evidence in my life? So now we have, and we'll go over this every week, we have kind of our own version of what I would call um, our let's go statement. And uh, it's this, following Jesus for our community. Will you say it with me? Following Jesus for our community. This is who we say we are. This is what we say we are about. And there's a go in this. There's a, the following is a go, Right? As we go, what we do is we, we share our faith. As we go, we are inviting people to experience not just us, 
but God's grace in our life. We're inviting people to grow in their knowledge and love of God as we go and make disciples. Um, I, I failed before the 930 and I failed before the 11, so I don't even know what the next steps wall looks like right now. But last week, we filled up the next steps wall with these, what we called let's go action steps. And, and a lot of people took some. On Friday, there were 33 remaining. I don't know how many are left. But the goal was by the end of this series next week that all of those let's go action steps will have been taken. And they were things like, you know, pay for someone's coffee in the car behind you or, you know, write a letter to someone, be an encouragement. We just wanted to give everyone, just or, as many as who took them, these tangible ways to go and act. Um, those action steps, things like that, uh, are what pretty much every, whatever version of the Bible you read, those kind of action steps are what the Bible refers to as good works. Good works. Uh, the New Testament insists that faith and good works go together. You don't just have faith and you don't just have good works, but they go together. What we believe must be confirmed by what we do. Our orthodoxy, right, what we believe must match our orthopraxy, which is our actions, our, our practice. That's what we want to happen. And this is what brings us to James chapter 2. And beginning in verse, in verse uh, 14, James is posing what I think is the question in regard to how are you living out your faith he says this, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Oof. This is what James, the brother of Jesus, writes. Because of what God has done, we should offer our lives back to God through a life of service, through, through good works. It should be evident. It should be noticeable. As disciples, we should be active participants in God's work in the world. And Matthew 22, I don't have it on the screen, but it tells us, and, and many of us know this, that the lo love of God is always linked to love of neighbor. That's what Jesus told us. Our love of God is always linked to love of others. Which means this, you can't be a solitary, private Christian. You can't do it. And if you consider your faith to be a private matter, then I don't know if you've ever really considered your faith at all, and I know that might be hard to hear. But if you consider your faith to be private, I, I don't know if you are understanding the, 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 the encompassing fullness of the gospel. If you think that no one should know about your faith in God because it is a private matter to you. If your spouse and your children have never heard you pray out loud even the simplest of prayers because you view your relationship with God as private friend, I don't know if you've really considered your faith. It's not what Jesus called us to. 
if your coworkers, if your employees, if your colleagues, if your classmates, if your extended family, if your neighbors don't know about your faith because you think it should be a private matter, have you really considered the faith that Jesus teaches us about? Our faith was never intended to be a private, quiet, hidden expression of our relationship with God. Never, ever, ever. Jesus didn't say, go home and don't tell anybody. (laughs) He said, go and make disciples. And so just like the parents who dedicated their children this morning are making that public declaration to their faith, that's what all of us who call ourselves a follower of Jesus should be doing. It should be evident. So our faith was never intended to be private, nor was it ever intended to be inactive. One of the beautiful children that were dedicated this morning, Beckham Rourke. Sweet Beckham, here he is. He's healthy. Handsome boy. Beckham had his legal adoption finalized um, this past Tuesday. And so, um, that's right. And so, five days later, his parents, Evan and Shelley, are dedicating him to the Lord. And by doing so, I see a couple of things. First of all, I see how they're witnessing their faith in Jesus Christ by living out James chapter 1, which tells us that pure religion looks after orphans and widows. The other thing I see them doing is that when they stood here along with the other parents, is they're asking you, Porch Community, to covenant with them to witness your faith in Christ to Beckham as he grows and matures. As he has been grafted into their family, so he will be grafted into the family of God. And I mention Beckham specifically. Um, Because when we launched as a church in 2019, it was crucially important to me that as the porch, we developed true partnership with local ministries. True partnership that we were able to see and be a part of and impact our community. You know, when you're part of a a denomination or a larger association or whatever, you can send in your money and it goes places and you don't always know where it goes and you don't know who gets it or what it does and you're not able to see the fruit. And so it was really, it was vitally important that as we established ourselves as a church that we were going to be connected with ministries that were already here locally that already had boots on the ground, if you will, and so that we could just come right along and help them, yes, financially, but also sweat equity, you know, where we could show up and be a part of it. And I mention Beckham specifically because there's one such local organization which we have, we have partnered with, but I, I want to see that increase. And it's this group, I love the name, Called to Care. Called to Care. <laughs> or Called to Care. It started in Tifton several years ago. Now they, I think they serve like 19 counties, but I think Lowndes and Eccles are a combined around here. And I love that name. And what they do is they work to serve vulnerable children um, who have been taken out of their homes and are in the foster care system. They, they work with those uh, in adoption. Um, they work with families, whether new families or, or families that are trying to heal, to create a stable, loving, forever family. They, they work with DFACs and 
And, and if you and I happen to be connected on social media, you might have seen, I try to share whenever they have needs. And it's usually for things like we need beds, we need bedding, we need clothing, we need, we need things for children. They, they have these things, I think they're called journey bags. We're going to look into that later um, down the road. But it's, it's like items that they would give to a child who's just been removed from their home. And it's going into foster care, something really tangible. Here's why I mentioned that. I told you today's not like, you know, here's 15 verses, you know, prayer, perseverance. I don't, I don't know the next P word. I'm trying to think of them. Okay. Um, so, but here's, here's why I tell you this. Okay. So this Thursday, called to care, they asked us if we would uh, be a host for this. So we're opening up our auditorium for the area, but they're hosting, I love this name, this community cares event. This community cares. Like, do we? Do we really? This community cares. It's from 6 o'clock, 6 to 7.30 this Thursday. And what they're doing is they are uh, going to share information about current trends in the foster care uh, system around here in the Lowndes County area. They're going to talk about their values and their mission and their whole organization, their current needs, and some upcoming opportunities. And I tell you this, Porch Community, because you're invited to come and hear this. Faith without action is dead. Now, I'm not saying if you miss Thursday night that you don't have faith, but I'm saying here's an opportunity. How many of us go, yeah, I want to be more active. Yeah, I want to be more involved. Yeah, I want to, but I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know if I've. Here's an opportunity. Thursday, 6 o'clock. Come in here. Just come and listen. Now, if you're in a community group, you know, one of the things I've told community group leaders and some in community groups already, is that we want, if you're in a community group, this semester, we want you to have a mission. We want you to have an outreach. We want you to find one and be committed to one. Um, and, and we would love for you to do that beyond the church. I mean, it's wonderful to, to feed our students and, and do those kind of things, but we want to go beyond the campus and have a mission and an impact in our community. So maybe you send a couple of people from your community group to this thing on Thursday to listen and hear and see what's going on called to care. Now, not only some of you are going, whoo, I'm glad I didn't sign up for a community group. No, listen, if you're a ministry partner, you said you'd be a part of the life of this church, that you'd support the church. You might not have heard those questions we were, we were asking earlier, but it's like, will you, will you be here? Will you share the gifts of your life and your abilities and the talents that God has given you to be a part of the life of the church? And listen, we, all of us are called to partner in ministry. We're called to a life where our faith and our good works are connected. Called to care this Thursday. And then, here's another opportunity. And this isn't, like, this isn't extended announcement time. This is, y'all, if this can't be considered part of a, of a message for the gospel of Jesus Christ, I don't know what can. A lot of times we get messages and they're, they're really good and they're, they're super, super solid you know, like hermeneutically, and, and the exposition was done, and, and the translations were fantastic, but they don't call us to do anything. We need to be called to go. We need to have action if we're a follower of Jesus. So the other opportunity is this Saturday with our um, ministry partner, Living Bridges. I love this ministry. I love the director. I love the people who are part of it. They've been over the summer doing uh, something called Kids Kids Connection. It's kind of like a VBS style thing on Saturday mornings. 
And they're doing one this Saturday from 9.30 to 12.30. And, and um, I was talking to Darcy, the director, and I said, hey, could we come and help? She goes, yes. So here's an opportunity, three hours on your Saturday to live out your faith. Again, I'm not saying if you don't show up Saturday that you're not really a follower of Jesus. I'm just saying here's an opportunity. Here it is. To come and, you know, do crafts and sing songs and do a lesson and be the visible, tangible representative right there in the flesh of Jesus Christ to others. Now, for the call to care information thing, just show up here on Thursday at 6 o'clock. But if you want to help with Kids Connection, we kind of want to know who's coming. I think there's a QR code up there. Yeah. So you can just sign up. It took me, like, really, like, 15 seconds to do it. I was like, hey, me and Mallory are coming, and I put it in there. So that helps us to know. So two community-focused ministries that we are supporting, that we're partnering with already, and they need the body of Christ. So community groups, individuals, families, friends, putting our faith into action. Putting our faith into action. See, remember what James 2 tells us, that faith without works is dead. And so maybe a, a nicer way of saying it, not that I need to make it nicer, it's perfect the way it is. But because of what God has done for us through Jesus Christ, He's forgiven our sins. He's given us new life. He's cleansed us from all unrighteousness. He's made us new. He calls us then to go and share that good news. We offer our lives back to God because of what he's done for us. And that happens through a life of service. So Porch Community, the, the dedications that we celebrate today, the, the let's, let's go action steps if there's some still remaining, the call to care opportunity, the Living Bridges Kids Connection, these things, this is what the life of service of good works based on faith in Jesus looks like. Sometimes we try to complicate it and make it a lot, lot, lot bigger and more involved and scary. It doesn't have to be that way. We are following Jesus for our community. We are. As the band comes back out and we turn our attention now, some of you may have noticed, but our communion table is here up front. We're going to share in the sacrament of communion this morning. You know, it, it is the talk about visible, tangible representation. That's exactly what this bread and this juice represents. It represents the body of Jesus. It represents the blood of Jesus and the new life that he calls us into. And so... Um, you know, I, I like to remind people of this. Uh, this isn't like a, you know, ministry partners only can, can share communion deal. We, we say that we have an open table. So if you, if you repent of your sin and you desire to be in relationship with God through Jesus, you are welcome to come and receive. And when you come, we don't, it's not like, you know, drive through where you, you reach out your hand and grab something. Like We come to receive with our hands open. And we play, the bread is placed in our hand, and we're able to dip that bread into the cup and be reminded of his broken body and his blood poured out for our sins to cover over them, to cleanse us. All who desire are welcome at this. Friends, we're called to a life of action. And I, I can't think of a better first action step after 
that message based on James chapter 2 than to take the steps to come and receive. I'll ask those who are going to serve you to come as we pray together. Father, thank you for this wonderful sacrament and what it means to us. Thank you that it reminds us that we can actually hold it and see it and taste it. I think without a doubt, you, you gave us this on purpose. It, it, it hits all the senses so that we would um, recognize it for what it is. Lord, I pray that this not be an, an empty ritual by any means. That we confess any sin that we know is just before us right now. Lord, that our response to you is one of this is who you are, God. This is who Jesus Christ is. This is who I am because of this. And this is the life that you've called me to. And so we act. As I serve those who are about to serve you, I'd ask that you would just take a few more moments in quiet reflection to yourself to come and receive. But first...